Hello, and welcome to this podcast from Consider This. Please let me know what you think and tell others about us on social media. This podcast was originally broadcast live on Northumberland 89.7 FM. You can hear this show live every Friday at noon. Thank you for downloading this program, and I hope you enjoy it. Hello, I'm Robert Washburn, and welcome to Consider This Northumberland, a current affairs program dedicated to the issues facing our community. We talk to the people on the front lines and those behind the scenes who make a difference in your life in Northumberland County. So I'm asking you, the listener, to take some time out of your busy day to consider this. Abraham Lincoln is quoted as saying, Give me six hours to chop down a tree, and I will spend the first four sharpening the axe. The Provincial Liberal Party is certainly taking Lincoln at his word. The party is nominating candidates more than a year out from the scheduled election on June 22, 2022. Nicole Beattie and Jeff Kosnick are racing across Northumberland Peterborough South, drumming up support. Beattie, a first-time Coburg councillor and community activist, is running against Kosnick, a retired high school principal. Both have deep roots in the community. Both have a history with the Liberal Party locally, and both think they are the best person to get the job done. The obvious question for members of the local Liberal Writing Association is simple. Who do they think can beat the sitting MPP, David Pacini? To answer that question, here is the first interview with Nicole Beattie. I'm so pleased to have with me today Nicole Beattie, who is seeking the nomination for the Provincial Liberals in Northumberland, Peterborough South. Welcome to Consider This. Hi, Rob. How are you? Good. Thank you. What made you decide to seek the nomination for the Liberals in Northumberland, Peterborough South? I'm strongly invested in community building in our riding. I have been serving as an elected official in the town of Coburg for the past uh, two years and a bit. For me, the precursor was really when, uh, as we got into the pandemic, and I started seeing the detrimental effects of these public health crises within public health crises. And to be honest, Rob, I just feel that our riding deserves an honest, strong, empathetic, and ethical leader who can work together to rebuild our community to recover, to really focus on families, seniors, children, and youth. And I, I just really want to be that person that listens, represents, and can be the best possible champion advocate for people living in Northumberland, Peterborough South. You mentioned someone who's strong and ethical, and uh, you gave quite a little grocery list there. What evidence do you have that that's not the case now? Speaking for myself, uh, I think my strength shows in my 10 year, near 10 year uh, history of living back in the riding, in my community building, and my volunteer. I've started a business, um, several charitable and nonprofit organizations. I am a professional fundraiser where our code of ethics hold us to a high standards 
of transparency and accountability, which has carried over uh, in my work as counsel. And I believe that if you spoke to anyone who has supported me in the past and is currently supporting my nomination, uh, those are values that they not only want to see in their elected representative, um, but they are confident that they that they see in me. But your statement implies that the other side is is not ethical or uh, accountable. And I guess I'm wondering, where's your evidence of that? I wasn't implying that the other side wasn't strong and ethical. I was, what I was leading with was character traits of myself, of my strength and my own ethical compass, uh, which guides me and leads me in a lot of the work that I do. How long have you been a member of the Liberal Party? I joined the Liberal Party a few years ago. Uh, I was behind Lou Rinaldi when he ran for provincial election. I most recently supported and helped out with Kim Rudd's re-election campaign. And why I'm focusing on the provincial nomination is again, that goes back to my learnings as a, as a Cobra counselor and understanding that the, the policies and the, the areas of community that impact our quality of life, public health, education, uh, um, mental health, um, to me is, it just makes, I, if I wanna have the most impact for our riding, um, the, the provincial level to me ties in with my own community priorities. Um, and I believe also the priorities that, um, again, reflected in my work and, and the people that, I, that I'm connected to and, and, and advocate for. Have you held any significant positions in the party? You said you've worked on some campaigns, but have you sat on the executive or, or done anything uh, in that regard? The provincial party, no, but I'm currently a board member of the executive for the Northumberland Peterborough South Federal Liberal Association. And I've been serving with that association for about two years. Now, you talked a bit about the qualifications that you have for the job. As somebody who's been a community activist and also as a, as a fundraiser, how does that uniquely qualify you for the job? Could you be a bit more specific? Mm -hmm. I think the advocacy work represents my ability to lead through listening, uh, lead by listening. The qualifications through my professional and personal experience is what connects me to people in the riding, um, whether it's my professional work or my volunteer work. I'm talking to, connecting with, supporting families, children, youth, and seniors. I have to find innovative ways uh, to implement program. I have to find um, important ways uh, to try to influence or develop policies um, that contribute to a better quality of life. And then around all of that too, to, to get a lot of that off the ground and to implement it uh, requires resource development and, and funding. And in, in my case, in my experience in my sector, uh, the majority of that resource development, business development and uh, financial procurement um, comes through advocating for government funding, um, working with public and private 
philanthropy, as well as uh, facilitating multiple stakeholders across various industries. Now, your political experience, at least uh, for most people, would recognize is the two and a half years you've been on Cobra Council. Yet you're going to be representing an area that includes all of Northumberland County and, and part of Peterborough South. How well do you think you're known outside of the county and what challenges or success do you hope to find in those areas? Mm -hmm. Good question. My experience since last summer when I made the decision to run, uh, I think folks are still getting used to the new boundaries of, of the riding. I know uh, while I serve as an elected official for the town of Coburg and I live in Coburg, you know, I have a if you if you research me, you'll see that I have uh, you know quite a track record or involvement uh, in various uh, issues, movements, organizations that span from you know the Cultivate Community and our festival in Port Hope to the Mobile Student Nutrition Program, where I'm working with a team of people to deliver fresh produce and healthy snacks to uh, families, children and youth across the riding, supporting uh, children and youth who are learning at home. Uh, I have family that lives in Brighton and has connections there. Um, I have farming roots in rural Northumberland. What I'm really enjoying uh, during this process is reaching out and connecting with folks in parts of the riding, uh, you know, kind of rural, northern, eastern part of the riding and um, the smaller communities in Peterborough South. Uh, and it's a different way of life for folks and everyone has different stories and different needs and um, different accomplishments. And I'd say, so I'm, I would like to think that I can confidently say I am well respected and known in a good part of the riding, but those parts of the riding where I'm not known, um, my team and I are really working on, on meeting people where they're at. Um, and again, my, my favorite part of this is talking with people, the storytelling, um, and learning more about a few places that are not too far from, from where I live. Now, with your experience on Coburg Council, some people might feel that that's not sufficient experience to be running for a provincial seat. What would you say to those people? Yeah, I think it's important that voters are looking at their credentials and the qualifications of candidates. I actually think my municipal council experience um, gives me that added value in understanding how the different levels of government work, policy, uh, navigating certain parts of the system. But to answer your question, Rob, you know, I think if we look at a, a lot of elected officials, you know, across across the country and across our riding and predecessors and successors, um, a lot of people don't have, um, you know, it's their first time getting into higher office or to provincial politics. What I have is that municipal council experience. I have the knowledge of the riding. I have the community building uh, experience, the strong track record of connecting with people, taking action. And more importantly, I have an amazing team of advisors and volunteers 
who have been helping me and supporting me um, for several years. Um, so yeah, I you know I think it's an important question, uh, but if you if you look me up, if you read my resume, and if we have a conversation, um, I'm pretty sure you'll see that I'm well qualified to take on this opportunity. Is there any uh, names that you can share with us, the advisors and those who are on your team, people we might know? Yeah, um, to be honest, I didn't get any clearance from folks to uh, like disclose their names. Um, so not that I'm hiding anyone, uh, but you know, a, a lot of folks who helped it with Kim's campaign have seen my potential and have been working with me for many years. Um, my volunteer team is a composite of experienced and traditional liberals, um, former teachers of mine. But what I'm really excited about my campaign is um, the young mothers um, who have come forward um, and willing to put their energy into this effort. What issues have you faced on council that show us your political medal? Are there any issues uh, that you have in particular where you feel you've stood up for the community in a particular way, particularly strong way? Yeah, uh, obviously everyone's gonna have a different opinion, uh, but in my own perspective, what I'm really proud of is uh, the initiative that I've taken and continue uh, to do with the support of all of council in our community improvement planning to ideally find and support creative ways uh, to get attainable affordable housing built. Um, I've been a vocal and a strong advocate for uh, equity, inclusion and diversity in our community, which, uh, you know, supported Councillor Chorley's and Adam Bureau's uh, motion and sitting on the advisory committee with them there. Uh, and my role on the GRCA as a councillor appointee, um, I've been very vocal and active on making sure our conservation areas don't come undone and that the protection um, stays in place for that. Yeah, and I, I really just, what I've heard from citizens um, in the municipality is while we might not always agree, uh they feel heard um and they feel listened to and i know myself and that was something i would look for in a leader while we may not always agree um as, as long as the person feels that they have been seen and heard um then, then i hope that you know I've, I've done them some justice have you ever felt like you've dropped the ball on council or have you lost an important political battle that you wish you hadn't That's interesting. Uh, you know, COVID has, I think COVID changed our world and our expectations and our um, momentum as council, as it, as it did for everyone, you know, in, in the riding and, and beyond. I don't think I've dropped the ball. Uh, I'd like to think I'm a very good juggler. Uh, it's, it's a lot, obviously, while also maintaining a full-time work, but I don't think I've ever dropped the ball, but I did have this conversation with someone not too long ago. Did you ever have 
have you ever looked back on anything that you moved or participated in or voted on and you were like, I got that wrong. And there's one incident very, very early on in our term where prior to becoming a counselor, I was not supportive of the inflatable uh, water park um, on the beach. And you know, through convoluted presentations and seeking some legal advice, I did change my opinion to support a one-year pilot. Um, I regret changing my mind on that. And I was really glad to see that it didn't pass through council. Uh, but to be honest, Rob, that would be the only time that I flipped, flopped, um, but I, I wasn't proud of that decision. It was, I believe, February in our first year, and I made a commitment to myself and my supporters then and there. I would always stay true and stay the course, and I've done that ever since. Tell us a bit about yourself, a bit of a biography. Yeah, I born and raised in Coburg. Uh, been back in the riding for nearly 10 years after going to school in Ottawa, starting my career in Toronto. I lived overseas in Melbourne, Australia for several years, where I had the opportunity to work across Southeast Asia uh, with social enterprises. My sisters were starting to have families and I got homesick. And so I moved back to Coburg. Uh, I started my own business. I have my own consulting practice uh, in nonprofit management. I've started and co-founded uh, several local charitable organizations uh, that is focused on music education, food security, women's philanthropy, youth empowerment. I have three wonderful sisters. I'm a proud aunt to 10 nieces and nephews. Um, my mom has been my biggest supporter since day one. And I'm so lucky to have such an encouraging partner in Damien, uh, who works at a homeless shelter and started his own uh, manufacturing company here in Coburg. And for fun, you know, we love spending time paddling on the water and hiking in the forests and supporting our local downtowns and exploring our rural hamlets. Um, and yeah, just really fond memories of growing up in the riding. My grandparents, both my grandparents were farmers uh, in Plainville and Rosemeath. And so you know, my love for agriculture and, and, and food and supporting farmers um, is rooted in that. Yeah, it's, um, I've had a good, I've had a, a good meaningful life. Um, I've worked hard. People have given me a lot of opportunity. And I'd like to think that I've opened some doors for folks, but more importantly, you know, I, I just, I'm committed to a career and a life in community service um, in whatever capacity that that future may be. What challenges have you faced in your life that have shaped you who you are today? Yeah, I grew up in a working class poor family. Uh, we were a close family. You know, we had a warm childhood, um, but it was hard. You know, two parents with strong work ethic. Uh, so I can appreciate um, how difficult it can be for lots of families. Um, I have been very open about it. You know, I've had some uh, mental health that growing up were 
character defining and have motivated me in my personal growth, uh, really challenged me to get to know myself and to have a conversation about it. Um, so it's actually, I think, made me explore who I am. And yeah, it's been a real character builder. Um, you know, like everyone, I've had some other, you know, behind the scenes challenges that um, good times and bad. Uh, but I was raised with perseverance. And yeah, I just like to think that um, every fall and every climb has just kind of really made me who I am um, and ideally has um, what I'm trying to say is my childhood, my adolescence, my adulthood, and being there for others who have gone through even harder times just proudly has made me a very empathetic person. What are some of the successes you've enjoyed that make you proud? Yeah, being an aunt, um, kids, man, they just, they show you a whole different way of life. I'm not a mother, um, but that honor to be an aunt um, personally is one of my proudest moments. And I'm so proud of my sisters as mothers. Uh, I have a career where I've raised over $30 million for local, national and international causes. I'm proud of Damien and our relationship. Um, and I'm really proud of being elected COBRA counselor. Um, in 2018, I received the most votes out of any candidate as a, as a first time uh, nominee. And that was just such an honor. Uh, I was valedictorian high school, which I'm still very proud of. And in university, which I think set the course for my career, I, um, I started a peer mentoring program and an on-campus crisis support line for, um, for suicide prevention for, for university students. Uh, and again, I think that taught me, uh, just gave me a lot of life skills in my toolbox at a young age. And I have an amazing best buddy in Melbourne, Australia. Um, best Buddies is a brother or a, kind of like a big sisters big brothers partnership where you're matched with people with intellectual disabilities and I met Erica when I lived in in Melbourne uh, and we just celebrated our 10th year uh, friendship and, and anniversary and uh, you know we we're still connected and we reunite in British Columbia every year to go skiing when obviously it's safe to do so so really Rob um I'm proud of the causes that I've been able to help get off the ground and fundraise for. I'm proud of the people in my life. I'm proud of this community. Um, and I'm so thankful for the people who have raised me and supported me and will continue to do so. Who are the most influential people who touch your life on a regular basis? My sisters, absolutely. My sisters are my best friends. My mom, um, my friends, and every day I am interacting with volunteers, you know, people who are giving of their time and talent and resources to help contribute to the betterment um, of, of the Northumberland Peterborough 
South Riding. And it's those unsung heroes. It's the neighbors who just do goodwill gestures without any recognition um, that honestly get up and motivate me uh, every single day. So the, the, the spirit of community ultimately are my biggest um, uh, sources of influence and inspiration. Who is your political hero? Hmm. My political hero. That's a good question. AOC has been pretty cool to watch lighting it up in the States, uh, I have to admit. Um, it might sound a little cliche. Uh, my mom is one of my political heroes, never openly, outwardly politically active, um, but engaged and conscientious and raised me on the values that I try to continue to commit and lead with today. Um, yeah, I, I really enjoyed hearing uh, Jill Lawrence um, speak. Uh, I've seen her speak at some uh, nonprofit or events. Very, very powerful. Yeah. Just Good for, question. Good just, question to make me think. Just for people who may not uh, know who AOC is, uh, can you just share with us who that is? Yeah, Alexander Cortez, uh, the Democrat uh, down in uh, down in the states in New York. What is it about her that that inspires you? Her story, you know, I have a lot of respect for unassuming people, um, the underdog, uh, people who have an ability to, a, a magnet for bringing people together, um, an ability to listen and to, and to mobilize. Um, I think she's introducing some very forward-thinking concepts. Not all of them would be obviously maybe applicable in, in Ontario. Um, and locally, you know, I'd be remiss. Kim and Lou have been really great sources of inspiration in my life since living back in the riding when Lou was MPP. You know, he he was very supportive of a lot of the community projects I was developing and was able to advocate for some government funding through his office. And, and Kim has been a great shoulder to, to lean on, um, a great listener. Uh, and, you know, I, I really do wish her all the best uh, moving forward um, with, with spending time with her family. Uh, I think this riding has had some amazing predecessors, uh, strong legacy to build off. And what I'm seeing in the riding is a really strong youth movement, um, which makes me really excited about the next generation coming behind me, uh, who are um, being active and vocal and being accountable to, to building a future that they want to live in.
If you were to describe your leadership style, what would it be in one word? Collaborative. Explain. <laughs> one word, collaborative. I believe effective leadership is a result of engagement and team building, um, diverse input, uh, thorough consultation. Uh, it's not my opinion alone. Uh, I think leadership has to be informed through listening and, and having conversations and uh, trying to negotiate to find, to find a balance. Uh, what I've seen through my own work in council is how important it is to be able to connect and cooperate with various stakeholders whether you're on the same side of the issue or not. Um, yeah, I, I think that's how I would expand upon the word collaborative. Give me one thing you disagree with in the way that our current MPP, David Pacini, has handled. While I, I supported the repurposing of Brookside, um, based on my understanding of the file, I don't think the government handled the announcement around Brookside uh, in, in the most fair way. Uh, and most recently, I was really disappointed to see our MPP vote against uh, paid sick days. In a time when we see very deep political divides, I wonder if you could give me one thing you think he has done really well. It's, I work with David on a few projects. I think David is very approachable, uh, very enthusiastic. Uh, I genuinely believe he cares about, about the riding. Uh, and I think he makes himself available and, and he works hard. He has a really strong work ethic. In this nomination race, what is the biggest challenge you face? The biggest challenge in this nominate, sorry, the challenge in this nomination race has been not being able to door knock or uh, like gathering parks or community halls, you know, the really good old fashioned way of how we meet people and connect and, and, and listen and engage. Uh, so trying to find creative alternative ways uh, to get yourself out there in a time where we're all at home, we're all really fatigued, um, we're tired. Uh, yeah, so that's been challenging, not being able to have the full complement of ways to get out and about and to engage with the community. Uh, but at the same time, uh, you know, through technology and through old fashioned ways of connecting like the telephone, you know, you're still able to connect with people and hear those stories and have those meaningful conversations. Nicole Beattie, I want to thank you so much for talking to me today. Rob, I really appreciate it. Thank you. That was my interview with Nicole Beattie, who is seeking the nomination for the Provincial Liberals in Northumberland, Peterborough South.
I want to thank my guests this week for talking to me, and I want to thank all the listeners for tuning in today. Please join me again next week when we will talk to the people on the front lines and those behind the scenes who make a difference in your life and Northumberland County. So please tune in. If you would like to listen or share this or any podcast, please check out my website at consider-this.ca. There you will find past podcasts, news, and other information about life and politics in Northumberland County. Or you can go to the radio station's website at northumberland897.ca. I'm Robert Washburn. Thanks for taking time out of your day to listen in, and I hope over the week you will continue to consider this. Thank you for listening to this podcast from Consider This. If you have any comments or would like to suggest a story, please contact me at considerthisnorthumberland at gmail.com or you can message me on Facebook at Consider This. If you enjoyed this podcast or are looking for more news and information about Northumberland County, please check out my website at consider-this.ca. That's consider-this.ca. And don't forget to share. And again, thank you for listening and stay tuned for more from Consider This.